Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Sports Day. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to Sports Day SA. It's a big day because we are live from the Adelaide Oval. It's uh, BBL time. The Strikers taking on the Sixers. And uh, we've only got a half-hour show tonight, so you can hang around and listen to Miles Bissner and Chad Sayers bringing you all the action live here from Adelaide Oval. My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me is the Norwood Premiership coach, Twig Rawlings. Twig, welcome back to Sports Day. Thanks, Bonds. Good to be joining you at the Adelaide Oval. Terrific setting for the first home game for the Strikers. We're a bit sport tonight, aren't we? we Looking are, over this great cricket ground. Well, we're your idea and, and supported by the great Sam Fantasia. <laughs> but to be here sitting behind the bowler's arm, potentially, very good spot. You'll be part of the show on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Week's homes. Discover different. 0427 154 166. That's the text line. Uh, send us a text and let us know if, if you think the strikers can get over the line against the Sixers tonight. Um, let's talk hot topics. It's all We've got heaps to talk about, so we'll get straight into it. Thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. How about the start of the BBL last night with the Thunder winning off the last ball off a bye? <laughs> of all things, for first game to be in Canberra and uh, got home after training last night and just watched the back end of the Stars' innings and I thought the Thunder were home and the Stars were home and the, every ball that last over... The momentum changed in one way, shape, or form. And Sandu to knock the six over mid-wicket when they were nine for was incredible. And uh, great start, like just to promote the competition and get Correct. some really good positive energy about it again. We probably feel it, it's a bit of a, a not a bad taste, but a bit of a funny feel about the Big Bash over the last year or two. But I thought it was an excellent start. For I think it. the build-up's been excellent. I think they've done it right. They've, they've let a, a bit of air breathe, and then, and then they've started pr- to pr- promote it slowly. They've brought in some new players. They tried the draft. Not sure if that worked or not, but it just gave a little bit of a hint about what was coming. And then getting some of the Aussie players back in these teams, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, I think that helps promote the competition. Oh, there's no doubt, Bonson. and I think it's really healthy to, that our Australian players can get exposed for their own franchises, but also for the supporters and the, the people who follow the competition. But yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I love the Big Bash. I'm a massive Test cricket fan, but I think the Big Bash has been fantastic. Couldn't see franchise stuff working initially, but it's been incredibly successful. And at the end of the day, the core business will always be the biggest winner. And when you get a product, like it was only 122 a piece pretty much last night, and it was a great contest, and that's what people enjoy. And uh, Stoinis and Burns both played last night. They both had COVID. So this is a, a new time for, for COVID. Normally you'd see that not, they're straight out. They had separate change rooms. And obviously Stoinis, you would have seen him padded up. He looked crook. Yep. He didn't look well. And he only lasted one ball. He tried to sweep the first ball and got caught out for a golden duck. And then Burns pulled a hammy. So both the guys who had COVID <laughs> have had a shocking day. Well, then you throw in for the listeners that didn't see it, young Brady Couch, the, yes. uh, the Stars, who was 13th man, 
comes out and takes two of the most extraordinary catches of all time because of Steiners and Burns going down. But it's reading today within the AFL looking to change the protocols surrounding COVID-positive testing with players and that it's basically saying that it's more asymptomatic uh, measurement regulation yes. by the, the individual with the doctor. And so we're moving out of that regime and that um, way of it restricting people from playing and being out for a certain period of time. And that was the first test case last night. I didn't feel as though too many people were offended by it. Bonds? No, no, there was really nothing. It's great. Let's have them play. We need, we want Stoinis to play. We want to see him play. But obviously he was a little bit crook, didn't field. Um, what about that last ball? Like it almost bolt. Sandu, they needed one, for people who didn't see it, uh, the Thunder needed one run off the last ball after Sandu had hit the fourth ball of the over for six to tie the scores. They needed one run and uh, it almost took leg stump. It almost bowled Sandu and then the keeper didn't get a glove on it. And it goes for four. Yeah, I thought by Webster, five of his six balls were very, very good. <laughs> and then last one, pretty much leg stump. Yorker just misses leg and... Clark doesn't get a glove on it and you win by getting four buys. So I think they would have run and got the winning run anyway through yes. the ball, through a buy. But no, extraordinary finish and a really good start, as we said, to the competition. Adam Zampa was interesting watching. I haven't seen him captain before. Yeah, first time he'd captain the Stars. Really interesting what leadership positions do to you because he looks like he's got a really creative brain and he's got presence. But the stress, the amount of fidgety little movements you can see him last night, that, that is every... Second year on the ground with the 2020 as a captain, it looks like you have to be right on and considering everything. So, different level of um, his growth as a leader to be able to be a captain of a team. Yeah, it was amazing. We got some of the highlights on right now on the screen uh, in the in the uh, commentary box here, up at the Adelaide Oval, and both teams are out on the Adelaide Oval doing their warm up. Um, the men in magenta, Sydney Sixers, and obviously the striker, Glorious Blue, down the other end. The boys are having some fun. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this game tonight. Uh, the imports for the strikers. They brought in Colin de Gronholm, the man with the mullet from New Zealand, 34-year-old. Uh, Adam Hose, who not a lot of people would know about, but he's been pretty successful in the short form in, in England. And obviously Rashid Khan back as uh, the number one T20 bowler in the world. Yeah, he hits a good ball to Grondo. Mm. Yeah, and good all-rounder, like we were talking off-air, yep. just about their bowling attack. And he's someone who's going to be able to, you think, get through that two to three overs and hopefully just go around the six to seven and over. But he's batting in that middle order is going to add a lot of depth to the strikers. And I'm massive on Rashid Khan. Like I think he's been probably the most consistent performer in the Big Bash since he's been out here. And to... He, he brings people through the gates, and that's always no a great sign when you've got a performer, but they, he's an entertainer, and Strikers fans really relate to him. He looks like he loves Adelaide when he's out here. So, yeah, the captain by Siddle, who looked like I sat pretty comfortable with him last year. And, yeah, as with any competition, Bonds, how you start has a massive bearing on what you can do in a season. It doesn't mean you have to win the first five or six, but you can't go losing four of those first five or six. Correct. And for Port Adelaide last year, prime example, you're forever on the back foot, and everyone's talking about... Every game's a must-win. You have to get this, or if you don't, this is what happens. So, it, no doubt, like for the Stars, the difference in Thunder and Stars last night, very finite, but it just starts momentum. Yeah, it gives, it gives you a bit of confidence moving forward. Um, I guess another player that the Adelaide fans will be looking forward to having a really big BBL. He's had a couple of quiet ones, but he moved from Brisbane to Adelaide. Chris Lynn, Lynn Sanity is here. I, I just got a really good feeling about this. I think it's a really smart move by the strikers. Yeah, I've only just been picking up a little bit in the last 24 hours about, I knew Lynn had come here, but I haven't really heard much about it. But I just read something today and there's a sting in his tail. Like he's a yes. Queensland man, stoic through yes. and through. What were they, the Bash brothers, him and McCullum up there and 
people assimilated those two with the heat fundamentally. And he's lost his identity and his performances probably haven't been to the level he'd set for those first four to five big bashes. But when you get a, a bloke who's performed and he's got a sting in his tail, it's watch out opposition. So, and yeah. with this ground, it obviously presents him huge opportunities, square of the wicket to be able to really put a few over the rope. So if he was someone, like we spoke about momentum before, someone got going or got away early, it could be great signs for the strikers. Well, he can win games. Can't he off his own bat? He can, he can spend ten overs at the crease and the game is over. So he's that destructive at his very best. He looks fit too. Looks mm. as fit as I've seen him for a couple of years. Yeah, he, he uh, when you've just gone to the short form, you probably don't know how much you have to do with your, your body <laughs> be out in the field at short third man or fine <laughs> leg. But no, he looks he looks hard, looks happy, and uh, when you got two match winners, genuine match winners, and Siddle's got the capability with the ball as well, you start presenting a fair few challenges for the opposition. Uh, the opposition, the Sydney Sixers, their imports, Chris Jordan from England, who's a, a fantastic player, James Vince, who's been successful for them in the past, also from England, and Naveed from Afghanistan, who uh, brings them, gives them some bowling strength, another another leggy, not of Rashid's quality, but he's up there. Yeah, it's, sorry, Sixers have always had a great capacity to contain teams with how they bowl. So clearly Greg Shepard has a... A methodology about how you defend, which yes. type bowling obviously contributes to that. And I'm a big fan of Chris Jordan. I think he's he's quick. He's an unbelievable fielder as well, which probably gets underestimated. And probably, then, probably England's best fielder yep. at times. Yep. And then Vince has been a star. Just yes. rock solid. He and uh, Philippi usually get away for him off the top. And he just looks really comfortable at the sixes in his position. And he's had real consistent time in Australia as a batter in particular in short form. And as we mentioned, Steve Smith will come into the side as a replacement player later in the tournament. Obviously, he's got some work to do against South Africa and uh, a few test matches. But uh, all the games, all the Big Bash games will be heard on SEN. And tonight, next door to us, the Big Fitz Magic is there with Chad Sayers just munching away on a cherry ripe. So they'll be calling the game for you straight after here. We finish at uh, 6.30 tonight, so just a half-hour show, and then we'll cross to the blokes next door. A um, couple of things happened over the over the last day or so. Uh, the World Short Course Swimming is in Melbourne at the moment, and our 4x100 freestyle women broke the world record, which is uh, just amazing. Emma, Mc Emma McKeon, she's the first woman to go under 50-second split in the... Um, four by 100. So she's destroyed the Tokyo Olympics and she's obviously still in fine form. She had a split of 49.96 and they break the world record. And Molly O'Callaghan, Maddie Wilson and Meg Harris are names I do not know. And and this is the strength of Australian swimming. It's amazing, isn't it? We're just also learning they pick up a $25,000 bonus for their, from the swimming's governing body for their efforts. So... I think female swimming's always been able to produce superstars in Australia. Yes. There's always someone that's just emerging and then becomes, and then someone usually comes up under. And So we've got a really high standard with uh, the, the female swimming, as with the male as well. But the short course, it's, it's interesting. Like, How much different is it to break a world record with the short course compared to the, the standard 50-metre swimming championships and, and um, sort of distance between ends? So, um, But if it's in Melbourne, it'll be well-supported, Bonds. You can guarantee that. <laughs> Yeah, so they uh, congratulations to the girls. A, a new world record. It's a, really amazing. And Emma McKeon, what an what a absolute superstar. And they probably... She, the, the, the superstars, at they get the credit at the major events. 
But apart from that, you don't really hear much about the swimmers. Only when the events are on, which yeah. is a little unfair, I reckon. I agree. I think they get absolute prime time when mm. the events are on. Yes. Like Olympics, lesser degree Commonwealth Games, but World Champs and all that, they're very relevant. But you also see that drop-off because when... I've seen this in the AFL a lot, where people are at a really high end of profile. So yeah. everywhere they go, they're used to having attention, a lot of perks. When that drops off, it is a big change to your life. Yes. And you go from being so relevant to so many people all the time to somewhat irrelevant. And I've seen that with the trend with the swimmers over time, that you've yeah. you got commercial deals, you're on TV, that um, spring racing carnival, all these things that come with it, and then it's a very quick drop-off. Uh, so it's a... It's interesting. I think we celebrate our swimmers very well in Australia. Yes. Certainly not the same, probably the same level in other countries. Yep, well done to the girls. Uh, we'll uh, have a break shortly and then we'll come back. I want to ask you about the Hawthorne Footy Club and the presidency, um, being a Hawthorne man and you're an ex-player. So we'll have a chat about that after the break. Uh, the football is here and here is the Isuzu Ute A-League. The experience at live, search A-League tickets. And also, we're here tonight thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Now your Christmas shopping list at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of top tool brands. This is Sports Day SA. We'll be back after the break, live from Adelaide Oval. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA, live from the Adelaide Oval on the eve of the Strikers. Well, we're only a few minutes away from the Strikers and taking on the Sixers here. Paul Bonza and Twig Rawlings with you. And we're here thanks to Mate. Mobile plans for just $20 a month. Why wait? Switch to Mate and the seven-seat Kia Sorento. It is a large SUV. So, Twig, I'm a mad Hawthorne man and obviously you're an ex-player. It was announced last night that the club has had a, got a new... President in Andy Gowers after a, a fairly, well, how would you describe it, heated battle over the last mm. month. Um, your thoughts initially? Whenever there's boardroom battles, it doesn't all go well for the club. Mm. So it, it, it's destined to occur at some stage in club's histories, but I'm lucky enough to, I was a Hawthorne supporter as well, and for 10 years and went through the potential merger, and that was really yes. challenging. So Brian Coleman was the president at the time, Peter Hudson was the CEO, and there was, they only thought the only out, well, the potential outcome was to merge with Melbourne. We got saved. And Dickie became president with support of Don Scott. And then the stability in the club since 1996 has been really strong. Now, Jeff's done some incredible things. I think there's a little period there. I think uh, Andrew Newbold might have been president yes. there. And then yeah, Jeff there's came, a gap. Uh, five or six years where Andrew Newbold was president, yeah. Yeah, and then Jeff comes back. And fundamentally, when the First Nations issues were presented, then that was all. And that... It's always people look at what are you going to do? There's an assumption of guilt, which I don't like. There's been has occurred through this scenario, through what's happened to Clarkson and Fagan yes. as well. So, Vandenberg's a mate of mine. I played with him. So, being the, uh, on the outgoing board, he's a feisty competitor, and I'm sure he would have been at absolute belief in the Peter Nankerville ticket. So, for Andy Gowers to come in, who's coming from a different angle and listening to his main charter of what he wants to bring back. You can only listen to what people are going to say, but it's what they're going to do. And yes. it'll be very interested to see how it all unfolds. There seems to be support for Mitchell, so that's where I go as a coach, that when you get boardroom changed, then generally a president and a board are aligned to appointment of a coach. So as coach, if that board changes, you're vulnerable. Correct. So that's what I look at from Sam's perspective. There is def definitely goodwill from, with the support that Andy has from ex-Hawthorne players, which that's helpful because it 
it's their club yes. and yep. uh, people identify with those past players. So it'll be interesting to see how it all maps out. It, it would just take a while for everyone to find their, their sweet spot from a management perspective because the CEO is going to be affected by the new direction of a, a board. Mitch is going to report in a different way and players don't really understand what goes on at board level. But what does happen to players, if there is instability and it's in the media, it gets you somewhere. Somewhere along the line, it'll wear you down. Like what happened at Collingwood there for a while. The Correct. pressure on Buckley and what was going on with Eddie and then Jeff Brown and um, all that sort of stuff. It just gets you somewhere because people talk about it and it just becomes topical and it's a grinding situation to be so, in. So using that analogy with Collingwood, the change come and then the change of coach comes and the success comes immediately. Um, do you see that happening to, at Hawthorne as well? I think different scenario. The Collingwood list was quite mature. Yes. I think people would look at it and go, oh, they're young. They had Dacos, but everyone else on the ground was quite mature. They bring in young Ash Johnson and a couple of graduated changes of youth, but by and large, there's a lot of experience in that team. Massively different scenario with yep. Hawthorne. And they're going to ask a lot of second-year players to play very senior roles. Like Tom Mitchell and Jago O'Meara going out of that midfield. All of a sudden, is it Ward and McDonald and these kids? They're going to have to be playing midfield and playing high minutes. And Newcomb yeah. goes from a player who was a rookie to being their standout mid. And is Warple going to come back in the midfield now for, as a forward he was last year and playing Box Hill? I see a lot of challenges in the short term for Hawthorne to... Or I, or, I buy their st- stance. They've gone young. And they've thought, yes. well, if we're going to be good, it's probably going to be in four to five years. So let's bring in a group or shape a group that will be there at the end. So I do admire that, but it's going to be very... Very troubled waters. It'll be very while. interesting to see what happens with the Hawthorne Footy Club over the next few years. I want to talk to you about the VFL wildcard that's came, that's been announced in the last couple of days. Uh, they will have a wildcard round where seventh place side will take on tenth, and eighth will play ninth for those two spots in the final eight. Yeah, so one to six will have a buy that round, and yep. so I. Admire them. Uh, Jenny Lufton is a really good person who oversees the VFL. I admire that they've tried to have a, create a different level of interest in the VFL. To be fair, I love the VFL. I've coached in it twice, played yep. a little bit in it as well. And since it's gone to 21 or two teams in an 18 team round, the, the equality has been lost. So I don't mind the concept of this. If you finish seventh, you'd be pretty flat. If you have to cop a, a pretty good type team, it's uh, all stacked up with AFL players. And who especially if they're, ru- they're on the roll too. They've exactly. just won their last five games to slot into 10th. Yeah. <laughs> but I do admire them for changing yeah. up. Well, and, this is, and I say this not because I'm just here at the moment, but SANFL Grand Final, 30,000 people, BFL Grand Final, albeit Southport who aren't going to have a great following. Southport versus Casey, you've got minimal to zero yep. following. Four and a half thousand people. So the relevance to be able to keep being uh, draw players and also be relevant within the, the country as second tier footy, I do admire them for making change. Could it happen in the sample? I doubt it. Five plays six? Yeah, I doubt it. I, for that fifth spot? I think the greatest thing we have over here, Bonds, is that our club, patriotism, the competition, support and care for what happens there, saying NFL is so strong. If we tampered with it unnecessarily to... I don't think we need to keep up with anyone. I think we just need to keep making sure we're, we're the second best comp in the country by recruiting well, make sure we, our clubs are managed really well and we retain the equality in the competition because that's the greatest strength of it. I agree. And you can stream every NFL game live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. And tyre power, brands you can trust like Max's Tyres, big holiday sale on now. Now, we're not far away. You can see the boys doing their stretches and the warm-ups uh, next to us here. Miles Bitzner and Chad Sayers will be bringing you the Strikers v Sixers straight after us. Now, we've got about uh, about a minute left 
Twig, uh, two games during Gather Round at Norwood Oval. How good's that for the footy club? Oh, it's a huge coup for our club. The, the amount of work and financial investments been put into our ground to be ready for this type of opportunity. So we've got the LED lighting around the boundary line. The, yep. We just had our lights sharpened up. So you can see the players on the other side of the oval. You, you can, can yell at them and you can see who you're yelling at. Yes, it will make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys got away with a few things this year with <laughs> being not as sharp with the lights. But unbelievable opportunity. Uh, yeah, we've got the Gold Coast Frio and uh, what's our other game? Is it? Uh, Hawthorne GWS. Hawthorne GWS on, on the Sunday. Sunday. So fantastic for our club. Great for South Australia to be able to have this round. I think it's going to be huge for the state to be able to see so much AFL. And uh, we're very lucky to be able to host two of those games. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks for coming in again, uh, Twig. Really appreciate you joining us on Sports ASA. Stay with us now. We're crossing to Miles Fitzner and Chad Sayers for the big call. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.